of natural the true players podcast episode hitting you with the in your face unedited straight blunt talk about sports finances relationships current events and many other topics along the way check out my next episode What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dom, coming live natural another True Players podcast episode. Hitting you guys up after week four, recapping both the New York Jets and New York Giants games. Great to have you guys back on the sh- back of the show to present this episode for you. A lot of surprises this weekend. A lot of um, refereeing in the Jet game, and the Giants just got smashed, you know, basically. Um but let's get to – I'm going to go to the Giants first. Last night's game was um, was not a good game for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was great to see Geno Smith doing his thing. You know, he got caught up in that horse-collar tackle early in the game there where he missed a, a few series. But it's good to see a former Jet quarterback actually uh, playing great football, um, something that we expected from him in the Jet uniform. But unfortunately, the Seattle Seahawks reaped the benefits. And what we saw last night from Geno Smith was something that we ex- that we hope to have in, in, in the Jets on the, on the Jets Center um, soon. But let me get into the Giants really because let me tell you guys something. Somebody need to call an APB on Dexter Lawrence and uh, Leonard Williams because they they're not getting to the pat they're not getting to the quarterback right now. I'm not getting to the quarterback. The Giants offensive line can't block for shit. You know, so let me tell you something. Daniel Jones got got sacked for ten got sacked ten times last night. Had three turnovers, a strip fumble, and a pick six interception. He had he threw two interceptions yesterday. Um, they really miss Saquon Barkley. They really do. Without Saquon, this team, this this team offensively is not is not even a good and not even a good offensive team without Saquon Barkley. And he's all, he's only further imp- improving his stock come free agency this year. So they're gonna have to definitely have to. Uh, franchise them again and pay actually paying the money because you you should it only shows how great of a player he is for this for the giant offense you know what i'm saying because matt breeder is not doing the job as the backup running back i thought he could um do something not come not not what um not what Saquon barkley could do but at least he could do something 14 catches for 30 yards you know what i'm saying it's that's not a good look for the Giants right now. They they look overpowered. They look overmatched yesterday against the, the Seattle Seattle Seahawks. The offensive line is injured. They, they don't have Andrew Thomas on, on the left side. They don't have. They lost a couple of offensive line linemen during the game. You see on the sidelines. You see um Dable throwing the tablet at Daniel Jones, trying to fire him up. But guess what? Guess what, Brian, Coach Dayball? He is not Josh Allen. I know you're trying to make him into Josh Allen, but it's just not Josh Allen. That's you just got to deal with his his personality. You know, 
the even keel personality doesn't doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. But you know, Daniel Jones was, was running for his life the entire game. And they got and the defense got got shredded. Like I said, they're not they don't get no pass rush. If it's not Thibodeau, they're not getting a pass rush. What happened to Leonard Williams? We have the big cat. We have the Dexter Lawrence. They're getting a big contract to to, to, put, to apply pressure on the quarterback and stop the running game. You know what I'm saying? Kenny, Kenny, Kenneth Walker got 17 carries for 79 yards. The TD. You know, Geno Smith, you know, the, the stats don't look impressive on this game, but do they really need Geno Smith? Because I tell you, so, Drew, when Drew Locke was in that game, he was moving the ball against that giant defense too. I, mean, I understand the Giants got two rookie cornerbacks. You got two rookie cornerbacks. I get it. They're going to go through some growing pains. But this team, after a divisional playoff um, appearance, we're expected to go back to the playoffs this year. And now they're staying at one in three. The Cowboys and the Eagles are the class at division. And don't, they don't sleep on the commanders. Don't sleep on them. I see them. They, they should have beaten Philly yesterday. They should have beaten Philly yesterday. But they lost in overtime to them. You know what I'm saying? And this was going to happen for the Giants, guys. All you Giants fans out there, you know what I'm saying? When the Giants don't play, I root for you guys. But, you know, this is the, what the Giants got, got up next in the next two weeks. They got the Dolphins, who were two weeks removed of dropping 70 points. And then after the Dolphins, they got the Bills right after. This team is standing at one in five. After after weeks, after week, going into week seven, one and five. They're staring right at it. This team cannot afford to go go one and six. One, I mean one and five. But they're 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 at the cusp of cusp of, cusp of it. And who's responsible for that? Is Brian Dayball having the soft the the the, the sophomore coach blues? As a, as a rookie coach, he got more out of less. And this year he's not getting he's not even getting a quarter of what he got last year from this team. The Giants need to do some soul searching. They need a team meeting. I, I, I heard comments Dexter Lawrence was gonna gonna make gonna piss some people off. Okay, big boy. Maybe you should look yourself in the mirror and, and, and get to the quarterback before you go off and piss off teammates. Look yourself in the mirror and, re, and, and find out why you can't get to the passer on a consistent basis. Someone need to explain that. Somebody need to explain that to me. Big Cat, where you at? So that's it. I'm going to stick. I'm not going to talk too much about the Giants. They're not my team, but I do watch them. I like, I like them. I got family members who are big Giant fans. So I, I, for me, it's no fun poking fun at the Giants. I, I don't have that type of hatred towards them, like I said on previous podcasts. Unlike the Yankees, I will just dig it in. I'll dig it in each and every time. But now let's get to our New York Jets Sunday night football. Well, I forget who's who's that girl that sings the opening anthem. What's her name? Uh, 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 Carrie Underwood. Yeah, was that Carrie Underwood? Yeah, I'm gonna get to her a little later. She's a hot little hot little hot little thing there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, New York Jets lose to the to the Chiefs twenty three to twenty. You know what? The defending world champions. 
got a lot of help from them from the referees. And before I get into the game, I'm, I'm trying to figure. I'm, I'm starting to believe that this possibly the NFL is possibly rigged because you can't can't for the life of me can't can't blatantly see a hold against Jermaine Johnson and act like he never saw it. That was so blatant. That man was waving his arms and everything. His freaking uniform, the, the freaking office line, lineman almost ripped off his whole uniform. That's how bad the hold was. No, no flag. But yet, they called pass defense on Sauce Gardner after the ball was intercepted against um, Scanley, Vale Scanley, whatever his name is. This guy's not Jerry Rice. And you, I, I thought the defensive rookie rookie of the year should get should have got the benefit of that on that on that call. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even pass interference. It was just two guys, you know, you know, little hand fighting. Nothing too big. Not not in the fourth quarter. You don't call that in the fourth quarter. Let the guys play. Let the guys play that play that game. You know what I'm saying? But this is see the this is the problem with the team though. You know. I remember DJ Reed said early in the season, this team is going to be the 85, 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens. This defense is not even, even close to end those two teams. You want to know why? This game could have got real ugly in the first quarter because of that set defense. You can't spot the defending world champions 17 points and expect to win the freaking game. Yes, I did notice a, a little Carl, Carl Lawson appearance, a Tim McDonald appearance. I did notice that. But, but Bryce Hoff is a, is a machine as far as getting to the passer. He's a machine. Him, and, and him, Quinnen, and my main man, the world champion of roughing the passer, John Franklin Myers, my guy, the world champion of roughing the passer penalty. <laughs> They do get to the quarterback. I, I got to say that. They do get to the quarterback. But I've seen issues with the defense. They were missing tackles. You know what I'm saying? That's been that's been um, the problem for both New York teams is ability to tackle, tackle people. Both teams are suffering through that. As you saw, Isaiah Pacheco, Jersey native, go for 20 carries, 115 yards and a TD. That goes with receptions at 43 yards. He was hyped to be in New Jersey. Hyped to be in New Jersey, playing in front of his home, in front of his family and friends. You know, Pat, Patrick Mahomes was pedestrian. Dare I say it? My Patrick Mahomes, a great Patrick Mahomes, was pedestrian. 18 of 30, 203 yards, a TD, and two interceptions. But let me tell you where the game really changed for the New York Jets. It's when they go. That's where the game changed for the Jets. It gave the Jets a lot of momentum, a momentum that they needed for a very long time. And all of a sudden, we actually saw some competent quarterback play from Zach Wilson. Competent. And let me get into it. He was 23 or 39, 240 yards, 45 yards, two TDs, and a quarterback rating of 105.2. That's the best QB rating in his career. This guy is usually in the 60s in QBR. 105.2, best game of his career. What I saw in Zach Wilson was a guy that was making quick decisions, making the right reads, 
And, and most importantly, when the pressure got to him, his feet was solid, planted in the ground. He made his reads with, with determination, with confidence. And he made the throws when, where it needed to be. He made the over the, the opposite shoulder throws. We finally saw we finally saw um, a, a, an appearance from Alan Lazar. We finally saw Randall Cobb make some big plays for him, and I and I saw an offense coordinator who was utilizing all his receivers in the game, where you saw Gibson doing some jet sweeps, some reverses to loosen up the um, the Chiefs defense. Jared Wilson, you know, of course, he's going to do his thing. Nine catches for sixty yards. I mean, I, I do like the nine the nine catches for six nine nine catches, but I do want to be over hundred yards for nine for nine catches. In time that will happen. Tyler Conklin, Uzoma, Uzama, I'm telling you, if Hackett can find a way to utilize both tight ends in the running game as well as the passing game, we could have something here. We could have something. I mean, we really could have something here. It could open things up for Lazard and um and Cobb, and of course, open things up for Garrett Wilson. I mean, this guy just gets open anyway. He could be doubled, triple team. He's gonna find a way to get open. You know what I'm saying? I like, like I said, Zach Wilson looked competent out there. He wasn't skittish. He wasn't scared. He wasn't seeing goats. He knew what to do with the football. Now, let me let, let me let me tell let me tell you guys something though. But before I say anything, before I go into that yet. There were some missed opportunities. He did miss um, Conklin on the throw to the end zone. He could have got a touch under that. Greg Zerline, who, who no, almost never misses a field goal, misses a field goal um, before halftime. You know, that's three points on the boards. That could have made a major difference in the football game. You know, Zach was from the snap um, in the fourth quarter when they're trying to make a comeback in the, in the fourth quarter. I'm a, I have a different take on that whole situation. I felt that Zach Wilson was not was not prepared. I'm gonna say he was not prepared. He was expecting a more much more zip on that on, on that snap. I felt McGovern let him down with that little that little uh, curveball, little lob snap. I think I felt honestly believe Zach Wilson because of the play that was called, what the timing of it was. He was expecting a sharp snap, quick snap with speed to him. To hit the, the receiver on a slam. That's what I believe that, that happened on that play. So I don't entirely blame Zach Wilson for that, for that for that fumble fumble snap. There was a few a few exchanges exchanges between him and McGovern that was kind of sketchy throughout the game. So I, I did notice that, but nevertheless, it's still a missed opportunities that could have you know. Put the Jets 20, 20 to twenty three, it would be uh, it would be tied to that extent. But the one thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. You know, throughout the game, I'm hearing Chris Collinsworth wax poetic over Zach Wilson's play. Chris Collinsworth, I did never saw Zach Wilson play in BYU you okay i'm in the east coast the east coast becomes college football we only watch big 10 pac 10 acc sec sec games 
We don't watch Mountain West games. I'm sorry. The only time I heard of Zach Wilson was, was on the combine, was all over Channel 4 News when he made a, a, a across the across the. That's the only thing. That's the only time I knew of Zach Wilson. You know what I'm saying? If you want to sit there and talk about how, you know, tell me how Trevor Lawrence plays, how Justin Fields plays. Yeah, I did see him play on TV since their sophomore year, respectively Clemson and Ohio State. I did see those guys play on TV. I see him play in national championship games too. So that's the only issue I had with that game. And also with the with the with the Taylor Swift nonsense. Come on, man. I know, I know she's dating Travis Kelsey. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But can we not put that girl on the screen every time the Chiefs score a touchdown or get a field goal? She's not that good looking. She's just plain Jane with red lipstick. Now, if you talk about Carrie Underwood, oh, hell yeah, you flick on her all the time. All the time. But I know Taylor Swift. She's just plain Jane regular. And it was, it was great to see Aaron Rodgers in the, in the, in, in the house um, supporting the team. But here's an issue that I want to talk to you guys about. You know, let me put the um, the link in the chat in the comments so you guys can. If you guys got questions, you want to jump in the podcast, definitely jump in the podcast. Is I saw some today with um with Brandon Tierney, you know, in his show. Now, granted, guys, I'm not a big fan of Brandon Tinian. He said, said some real off-the-wall stuff, but he could be onto something here. As much before this, before today's game, we all wanted majority of us wanted Zach Wilson at off the team, and don't, we didn't want him to even take a step. I didn't want him to take another step with the New York Jets before this game. I didn't want that to happen. I thought because because of what Michael said, Michael K said earlier in the week was because Woody Johnson loves his family. Family. But Brian Brandon Tierney said something that made sense to me. And that the fact that Zach Wilson is still a starting quarterback, the reason why they chose Trevor Simeon was because of Aaron Rodgers and his love affair with um with Zach Wilson, his best friend. That's his best buddy. He wanted he wanted to make sure that Zach Wilson was getting the reps he needed, and he wanted to protect Zach Wilson like a big brother. Now if the Jets were to go against that or decide some someone like Carlson Wentz, that could have that could anger Aaron Rodgers to the point that next year he won't be playing for the New York Jets. That makes a whole lot of more sense than what Michael K was saying. And granted, I'm not a big I'm not a big um, fan of Brandon Brandon Tierney. He has said some wild shit over the past twelve months, said some wild stuff. But this time, he I, he could be onto something. He could be he could really could be onto something. But nevertheless, I like the poise of the quarterback. He was composed in the pocket despite pressure. He was composed. Made the good throws. You know what I'm saying? The big play of the game was that was that third and 20 in which um, Mahomes got 25 yards when Jermaine Johnson was being held. Clear as day. Everyone and their mama saw that. Everyone saw that in every household on Sunday night that he was held. Except for the referees that was in the game. But now, there, there I, I believe there's, there is some change that's going to happen in which the ref, the, that the, um, the, uh, the teams could now 
challenge a penalty. Now, instead of doing that, how about you have your referees brush brush up on their um, on the rule book and make definitive decisions without going through that? I mean, people have been telling me this: the NFL is rigged. But yet, that jet game felt like the Montreal Screwjob with Sean Michaels and Bret Hart. It sure did feel, feel that way to me. I don't know if you guys agree with, agree with me or not. Maybe, maybe not. It sure felt like that to me. What do you guys think about that? Seriously, what do you guys think about that? So mild stuff. The Jets really got hosed. Really, really, really got hosed on Sunday night. And I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to repeat it again. The first nine minutes of the game looked scary. It could have been, been a bad situation. But in turn, it you get that safety, it just turned the whole game around. The defense did something that the defense, this defense has not done, was getting turnovers. That's the big thing. You got to get turnovers. And this team, I know they missed Tony Adams, but definitely. I, I, I like what I saw from the New York Jets. I really did. I really did. But now they're 1-3 also. Now they got to go They got to go into Denver and shut Mr. Payton up. For all his comments he did, He said during the offseason, they have to go to they have to go to Denver and blow them blow the blow the suckers out. I'm not talking about I'm not I don't want to see a game of freaking 15 to 10 game. I need the I need a 30 to 10 win, a 30 to 3 win. Because Sean Payton, Payton was talking a whole lot of smack, and he got lucky winning against the Bears last this, this past week. He got lucky. The Jets can't lose this game. The, I'm expecting the Jets come back home. You know, definitely, definitely, we we're gonna be we're gonna be Denver. We're sure it's gonna. We all gonna be Denver. I'm confident in that. We we come back home two and three. Come back home two and three. Keep doing what the Jets are doing. I, I like the offensive line the way it is right now. Tippett is doing a hell of a job at the guard position, blocking the rookie. The rookie guard. I just wish Vera, Vera Tucker could be in the guard position. We get a, a, a tackle because I I'm kind of worried with him out there. I mean, even though he plays tackle, just as good as play, just as good he plays as a guard. You know what I'm saying? Just as good he plays at plays as a guard. I want him back at a guard. You could get rid of Lakin Tomlinson and put Tippett on the left guard. Let's make that happen and get a right tackle. Becton is fine, guys. I'm not worried about Becton. Becton is doing the best he can. At least he's staying on the field. He's not as dominant as he, as, as I want him to be. Not yet. I feel he's getting close to being dominant back at the left tackle position. What you guys think? What you guys? Th- what you guys think? Two and three. Uh, you listen, we got. We got to get two and three. We got to get two and three. So, what you guys think? You guys want any, any comments? Definitely hit me up in the comment section. I'm looking. At, I am looking at the comment section right now. We're going to be live for a little bit. I still want to talk about some jets before I go into the Mets and end the podcast. Um, but definitely, what y'all think? 
I want people to join me on this on this podcast, man. I want people to jump in. If you, if you ain't camera shy, you can come on this. You just click on the link. Even if you're on your cell phone, you can get on, get on the podcast and tell me what you think about about the Jets. Tell me what you think about the Giants. I'm here. We can talk about it. Nah, nah, I wasn't. I, I didn't play football in high school. Nah, I didn't play. I didn't play. I didn't play football in high school. I play. I was a baseball player. Yeah, but um, definitely, we could definitely get anybody was coming. You want to speak? You don't have to be on the camera. You'll put your voice on on your cell phone. The link is in the chat. Streamyard.com. FMZ seven eight A R E H A K jump on this podcast. That's for real. I'm feeling good. We all feeling good right now because we finally have we finally we finally saw the riddle of Zach Wilson. We at least we hope we do. I'm not uh, listen. I'm not putting him. I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Giants the Giants had no chance. Daniel Jones had no chance, man. They couldn't block for him. They could not block for him. He was getting killed on the on the left side, around the corner, and inside. You know what, D? We we hope Zach will be okay. We hope it. We hope it. Now, I wasn't a believer last week, but you know if he continues with the. Uh, with the poise and the composure in that pocket, we may we may be onto something. I mean, he I mean physically he got it. Physically he got it. It's just between the ears and the coaching had the the coach has to put him in position to uh really um make his talent stand out. And I felt they did that um this past game with the play action passing the rollouts. Definitely the rollouts was definitely what got him open. Got the receivers open, made him comfortable. With the rollout passing, definitely. But the key is the key is the um, is the tight ends. You gotta use those tight ends. You got you, we got we got three talented we got three talented tight ends. We got the rookie Rucker too. Don't sleep on him either. Create create some new things. Maybe if you put I'll put it to you like this: if you put Dalvin Cook in the backfield in certain in certain in certain formation. You could put Brees Hall in the slot and have him as a receiver. Different ways to utilize the running backs, the, the, the two running backs. You could even do that with, with Michael Carter too. Have Michael Carter on third down, be the third down back, and you have Brees Hall in the slot. Or you could do some real trickery stuff and put um, Bryce Hall on the outside and put Gary Wilson in, in the slot. Create some real mismatches. Have Gary Wilson on the linebacker. Dangerous. That'll be dangerous. I definitely agree with you on that. Rollout passes. Play action, rollout passes. It gives them the option to run, run for the first down, or, or, throw, or throw on the run. Absolutely. If you guys see me talking out of pocket, I'm just responding to the comments right now. This is good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I love my Jet team. The only way, the only wish I have for my Jet team is to play in, in Queens, 
and practice at Hofstra. That's my only, my, that's my only dream. And to be honest with you, I think that's the big, that's the biggest curse on the Jets right now is the fact that they share a stadium with the Giants. I think that's the biggest curse. Have them play in Yankee Stadium or something, or have them play at City Field until they get the stadium built in um, built in Queens or somewhere. We got a lot of space in over there in Queens. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, I expect I expect next week against the Denver Broncos. I expect a big win. You gotta drop thirty points. The next step for Zach now is, you know, in my opinion, we drafted number two. I understand we drafted the number two. I understand that. But what I want to like, I want to what I want to happen is I want this boy to start start throwing for three hundred yards, consistently. That's what I want to happen. Because you know, out of all the quarterbacks we drafted. He has the least amount of 300-yard game passing games out of all of them. Whether it's Mark Sanchez, whether it's Geno Smith, the Sam Donald, I believe they have more 300-yard passing games in the season than he does in his entire career. That's real talk. I'm still here, guys. You know, I'm still talking about Jets. I'm still talking about Jets here. You know what I'm saying? Still talking about Jets here. I just can't wait till Brees Hall shakes the cobwebs out of his knees and he starts to be explosive again and he gets those home runs. Because I feel it, yo. When that boy was healthy last year, Brees Hall was – every time he got that hole, it was a home run waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. I see this man getting dragged after after 50-yard runs. I'm like, wow, that's not – that's not uh, uh, Brees Hall right there. He's still recovering from his injuries. Still recovering from his injuries. You know what I'm saying? But also, I'm, uh, I'm going to get into the Mets now. As much as I would love to sit there and talk about Jets, I may have to do another podcast for you guys, man. Just talk about Jets before the game on, before the game on Sunday. I may have to do that. What y'all think? What y'all think? Should I do it? We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll decide something later because tomorrow's episode is going to be with my with my bro, Matthew, from Jacobin Sports Show and Believe, Nick's Believe Pod. We're going to talk about the big trade tomorrow about Damon Lillard going to the Bucks and Drew Howard Celtics. And then we're going to talk a little bit about NBA basketball because we're now in October. Training camp, training camp is about to start, guys. NBA having with break for guys, you know. We'll break it down for you. But now let's let's get to the Mets. You know, I, I know we want to keep talking about the Jets and, and and the and the happiness we have and seeing the the improvement that we've been waiting for from Zach Wilson. We got a shift. We got shifted a little bit. Talk a little bit about baseball. A little bit. The is we have a change of manager. Buck Showalter was fired um, or let go. The new president operations, David Stern's like, listen, I, I'm going to bring in my own guy. And I get it. 
I, I honestly, I honestly do get the reason why he would want his own guy to match him to the Mets. I'm sorry about that. If you guys heard that, if I lose connection, let me know. But Buck Showalter did a decent job. First season, 100, 101 games, and this year was kind of a letdown. It was a very big letdown because guys was you had you had injuries, you had guys wasn't playing to their potential early in the season. The, the Mets finished off 74 and, 74 and 87 on the season. You know what I'm saying? I felt the the getting Verlander and Scherzer on the team kind of like set up set up a failure because they're older pitchers. You can't expect them to go back five years, five six years ago, even ten years ago, when they're in their younger days, to 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 be the to give the best um, production. It wasn't a good fit for either of them to come to the Mets. It was nice. It was a nice tease. Is for me, it was more like the owner was really trying to put a team together for the fans to be happy with and compete for a championship. I get that. Lesson learned that the buying talent does not always work. You got to develop it. Always got to develop develop talent. And I'm gonna talk more about this with my with my bro Matthew tomorrow. We're gonna be on tomorrow, guys, eight o'clock. Back to back episodes, true player podcast episodes. We'll talk about that as well. But I'm, I'm gonna mention um a few things. Pete Alonso was not happy about the firing. Francisco Lindor was not happy about the firing. He made some comments, but in, but Francisco Lindor was much more understanding than Pete Alonso. Our, according to reports, was um, Pete Alonso had to be held back from going into Steve Cohen's office and talk to him directly. Bro, Pete Alonso, chill out. You got to get that contract first. You got to be a free agent after next season. Let's get that contract first, all right? I'm not in the business of trading you to another team. If I was GM, I'm working. I'm trying to work an extension this offseason, period. You mean too much to the franchise right now. Just check it easy. I understand you like Buck Showalter as a manager. I understand that. We get it. But this is business. This is what things happen. When a new when a new CEO comes in, he goes, he's going to want to bring in his own guys. That's understandable. But you got to do your put your do your best foot forward and still continue to do the have the play with the um, have coming with hard work attitude that you always been having, the leader that you are. For the for this Mets team, they definitely need a leader. You know what I'm saying? I do feel bad for Buck. He was very emotional. He was very emotional when, during that press conference after the game. You know what I'm saying? Very emotional. I felt it, man. I felt it. I, I felt he finally got the opportunity of, of managing the Mets. He only had the opportunity to manage the Mets team for two years, only for two years. This guy has been pushing to manage the Mets since I believe. The mid two thousands, when um they fired um Bobby Valentine, he wanted to come back. He wanted to come back to New York and, and play and manage the Mets. And he had the and he had the opportunity. He had he, he had the opportunity. He managed both the Yankees and the Mets. You know what I'm saying? That's my you know my issues going on with technical difficulties. But my question to you guys is, as Mets fans. Who do you feel is going to be the next manager? You know what I'm saying? Who do you guys feel is going to be with? Two things I'm going to leave you with. I know I'm having some technical difficulties with the Wi-Fi, but I'm going to leave you with two things. Who should be the next manager of the New York Mets? 
Is Craig Council the answer? Is Carlos Beltran the answer? Is Eric Chavez the answer? Dusty Baker, is he the answer? We don't know what's going to happen with Dusty Baker over there in Houston. We don't know. Um, I have another guy that you could also think about too. He's been vilified for um, for um, stealing signs with the Houston Astros. Imagine, was it Auspice? Oh no, not not him, not Auspice. Um, what's his guy's name? AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch. Could he be a possibility? But definitely, guys. Enough of this. Enough of this podcast. You know what I'm saying? If you guys have any questions, definitely hit me up. Message me, comment on this podcast. I may have to rerun this podcast again tomorrow. Rerun it again. Yeah. Yeah, yo, Brian, you know what it is, too? I, I feel you on that. I, I actually feel it. Two years and let him go. I, I get it. But I thought he should have gotten, gotten a third year. But um, David Stearns wanted, wanted to um, go a different direction. I mean, he he made the call. He told Steve Cohen, you know, listen, I'm going to take this job, but I'm, I can't take Buck with me. It's, it's definitely this right, but for me, it's kind of still messed up that that, that that happened. It really didn't. It really it messed up. That's messed up. He was a good. He's a good person. He's a good guy, um, but I felt he was he was not given. He was not given all the tools to win with this year with the Mets. Too much of the analytics. He's more of an old school manager. Goes about on field and, and strategy, not analytics. But definitely, I'll take Dusty Baker or Carlos Beltran. Let's make it happen. Let, 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 let Dusty Baker come into the team, manage the team for a year or so, because Dusty Baker is up in age and have Carlos Beltran as the bench coach, and then you do the the, the, the the seamless transition to Carlos Beltran to match the Mets for the future. That's what I would be going at. Definitely, that's what I would definitely be looking at doing. I want to give a big shout to my to my co-host Joey G. You know, Joey G. <laughs> know what I'm saying? But definitely, guys. So I'm have to I'm have to end this podcast. I would love to stay up all night and talk to you guys about baseball and basketball. I would love for you guys to just jump on the camera, even if you don't jump on the camera. The link is there. You can do the audio audio jump in. I'm all cool with that. I'm not. I'm. I'm 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 good with that, you know, just to have my presence. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys in, in the comments. Damien, Brian, big shout out to you guys. You know, definitely jumping in the podcast with your comments. Pre definitely appreciate that. But you know what I'm saying? But yo, tell your friends about the True Players Podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my Patreon channel. Listen, subscribe to my Spotify channel if you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast. Take some notes down. You want to come back, come back at me with some feedback definitely you know where i am I'm on facebook i'm on instagram at true players podcast on instagram definitely hit me up on the comment section or in the dms i'm ready for you guys you know what i'm saying so this is your man big dog i'm going to sign off on it you can listen left and listen to the podcast on google google anchor spotify iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio soon to be on amazon radio soon to be back on um Radio.com, work on some few bugs I have to work on. But definitely, I'm going to definitely be back on those those platforms as well. 
It's your man signing off on this. It's your man Big Dom, the GM, signing off on this podcast. I hit you guys. I see you guys tomorrow with my guy, Matthew. Peace. Mm-hmm.